The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to the 145th ever show of All Around Sports. For each Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, we broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this week and what's coming up for the weekend. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsports.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, later in the show, we will be joined by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. Well, my highlight of the week was covering the WNBA draft at Mohegan Sun Arena on Monday night. It was certainly the place to be uh, and a great follow-up to the NCAA Women's Final Four, won by UConn, of course. And it was uh, a super, super high-energy evening, to say the least. The line to get in the draft, which was held in the Mohegan Sun Arena, which is where the uh, Connecticut Sun play, was just winding through the casino. It was just so impressive. Uh, Connecticut is clearly not only the women's capital of the basketball world, but right now the capital of the college basketball world, with both teams having won the national championship. So basketball is king in Connecticut, and it was sure was evident on Monday night. There was uh, a few thousand people there uh, in the crowd, and all types of luminaries from the world of women's college basketball and WNBA pro basketball. And uh, so, start with Gina Ariema, the legendary UConn coach, now the only man, the only coach alive with nine women's titles to his credit, NCAA championships. And uh, so... All the coaches were there, a lot of the Michael McGraw from Notre Dame, on and on. All the top players from the college were there. And uh, so it's just the evening, to put it mildly. Um, and to top it all off, the Connecticut Sun, who had the first overall pick, uh, shocked the women's professional basketball world by trading League MVP of just a couple of years ago, Tina Charles. They did that with the fourth pick. 
but they got the proceedings going with uh, by making the first pick, where they selected no surprise the girl from Stanford, Shanae Aguake, who uh, was clearly the number one pick. Then with the fourth pick. They traded Tina Charles to the New York Liberty and Bill and Coach Bill Lambeer. And in return, they got uh, Kelsey Bone, as well as next year's first-round pick from the New York Liberty. And uh, then with the 11th pick, they took Chelsea Gray out of Duke. And, oh, by the way, before I forget, they also got... Uh, with that fourth pick, the Liberty chose Alyssa Thomas from Maryland, uh, and she now will play for the Sun. So it was just a remarkable turn of events. One of those true moments where the crowd was shocked; they had no idea there was a little, there was a story out. But uh, as the draft approached, in the hour or two before the draft, but it wasn't you know 100% sure, and many people in attendance, Sun fans, had not heard the story. So they were just shocked as ESPN2 came on the air at 8 p.m. Monday night with news of the Connecticut Sun trading their MVP player, league MVP, Tina Charles. So uh, quite an evening. And now for the Sun, it's just a total makeover of the team. Uh, they went young, to put them loudly, They'll be, and they did finish, you know, uh, with uh, – Bad record, the worst record, entitling them to the number one pick. So they decided to go for youth and a total makeover of the team. And uh, so they'll be looking at a starting team, potentially, or the key building blocks at minimum of uh, Shanae Agumake, Kelsey Bone, Alyssa Thomas, Chelsea Gray, some holdovers from last year like Allison Hightower, and uh, they went big, and so it was just a fabulous evening at Mohegan Sun. And it was just a you know first class event. It was again live on ESPN two, and uh, the energy, the way it was held, the first class fashion in which it was held was really uh, terrific. Some of the other top picks were Odyssey Stims went to Tulsa. From uh, Baylor, Caleb McBride from Notre Dame went number three to San Antonio, and on and on and on. But it was an ultra-high energy evening, big production. Uh, UConn, who fresh off their national championship of only of six days previous to that, a week ago Tuesday, had two players chosen at six and seven. Uh, center Stephanie Dolson and guard Bria Hartley. So obviously the Connecticut crowd loved when they were chosen so high in the uh, first round. Uh, and all of them were available for interviews. They were all very impressive. And, uh, you know, it was just uh, quite the evening, to say the least. Uh, the CEO of Mohegan Sun, Mitchell Estes, was there to discuss it, the, the dramatic moves by the Sun. Uh, General Manager Chris Stemko also met with the media. So it was truly an all-hands-on-deck evening as, uh, you know, the Sun uh, 
made major moves in their home arena uh, for all to see on national TV. So it was really, really a spectacular evening. I could not have been more impressed and uh, just, again, really enjoyed it. It's going to be fascinating to watch how the Connecticut Sun uh, play moving forward with all these new faces. Uh, and the season begins uh, in less than a month. So should be good stuff. My low light of the week was the Masters Sunday on the back nine being played with basically uh, no drama. Uh, we're all used to and expect, have come to expect high drama when the Masters begins with the back nine on Sunday, but Bubba Watson just put it all to, all to rest, basically held a three-shot three lead throughout. Uh, had a memorable tee shot on 13, 360 yards, cut the trees, and then just a, a pitching wedge up to the green on a par five. So that was the shot of the tournament, uh, memorable to say the least. Jordan Speed was playing with him, the 19-year-old, and uh, he, you know, played well, all things considered, age 19, but, you know, never really drew closer, was an, a, a true threat to Bubba who basically coasted in for victory. So uh, that was uh, just disappointing. Again, it's drama on Sunday evening of the Masters. It's practically automatic. It's assumed, and we didn't have any. Well, my bizarre story of the week was the Asiel Puig story that had been surfacing on his departure from Cuba. Uh, just scary stuff, to say the least. Just a... You couldn't make it up uh, into a movie and have it be any more uh, riveting. Uh, planes, trains, and automobiles, and boats in this case. Uh, you know, Mexican drug cartels and apparent uh, murders thrown in there. I mean, there's just crazy stuff and the threat of, you know, somebody showing up at the Dodger Spring Training Facility looking for money. Clearly, uh, according to all the all the stories, an ongoing issue um, that has to strike fear in the hearts of, uh, starting with Yasiel Puig himself, the Dodgers in general, uh, Major League Baseball. A crazy, crazy story by any standard, and uh, certainly bears watching, to put it mildly. So now as my former co-host, Lemon Williams, from outside the huddle likes to say, time to pay some bills, so let's take our break. And next up will be your weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, 
Let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. Join the show. The call-in number is one 888 or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when we typically have guests. And on the line is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And A.P., how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing pretty good, John. How are you? I'm doing great, thank you. Uh, well... It's been an exciting week. I was talking about the WNBA draft down in Connecticut, uh, something that I know you have interest in uh, living in Connecticut. Uh, but I also know you were in an interesting event this week with uh, Mike Slive uh, of the SEC, and uh, anxious to hear all about that. Yeah, John. He was at the University of Massachusetts. He was the executive in residence for the Mark H. McCormick uh, Management Department up there, and he he visited on Wednesday, and he he gave a uh, talk for about 50 minutes in a Q&A session to the students at the University of Massachusetts, Uh, so it it was good to hear something about the SEC in person that evening. Yes, I'm sure it was. Now, what were the uh, hot topics that he was discussing? There's certainly a lot of them in college sports and football in general. Yeah, John, he, he addressed the the uh, current issues that are facing collegiate athletics, primarily the the rush to you know form a union by the Northwestern University football team. And what he stated was that the five power conferences – ACC, Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12, SEC, they want to preserve that collegiate model, and they're trying to upgrade some of the things for the student-athlete in the classroom, providing the total cost of tuition, uh, upgrading the uh, rules with agents and advisors so they can make that transition to the professional sports world, so they're they're interested in not, you know, staying away from any unionization. Uh, they just don't feel that the college athlete should be an employee, but they would like to provide other benefits that you, you know have needed to been uh, revamped for years. Particularly that total cost of attendance 
and you know they're also addressing some time commitments and trying to balance the experience for the student athlete. Maybe they'll lessen some of the practice time so the student athlete can concentrate more on the academics. And because it is a full schedule, if you've ever taken the time to really visit a campus and watch those student athletes participate in all the activities, it's 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 a very rigorous schedule. So they're trying to address some of these issues to uh, you know keep away the wolves of uh, changing the collegiate model forever. Wow, that's good stuff. Um, and how was the crowd there? Was it a big crowd uh, up at UMass and Amherst, Massachusetts? Oh, it, it was actually the same night. It was they were having the spring football game, John. So I was I was hoping to see a little bit of that, but they were conflicting. So uh, there was a you know a group of students that you know not a large crowd, but I know they were very interested, and uh, you know they're very fortunate to have the commissioner, who was the first commissioner invited to be the executive in residence. Oh, is that right? He sure was. He was the first one, so they were very excited. And, of course, when you have somebody that leads the SEC, one of the most powerful conferences, I know they felt fortunate. And I know uh, the commissioner, Slive, he was delighted to be there. His daughter had graduated from the sports management program, I think he said, in 2004, and he, and he has uh, one of his colleagues in the office at the SEC office who graduated from the program as well. Oh, Really? Yeah, wow. he actually, yeah, and he actually addressed the students and, and said that we're very happy with these individuals. Of course, his daughter, I'm sure, but uh, and the person in the office said, "Please get in touch with me when you graduate. We'd be interested in speaking to you about opportunities." Wow, sounds like a fascinating evening, to say the least. Yeah, it really was. And then we, after the 50-minute lecture and Q and A through Twitter. Uh, we had a chance, the media members uh, had 20 minutes to uh, question him about other topics. And so, you know, I was primarily interested in the college football playoff selection committee because it's the first year and it's not like you're picking the 69th team in, in basketball, John, where they literally, you know, a fraction of a, a chance to win the title I mean, these are the these will be the fourth and fifth and sixth teams that you'll be debating because if you if you really review the the polls, I mean, probably the sixth team might have a, a good a chance to be the fifth team, which would put it in the conversation to argue about being the fourth team. So I, I think it could be you could be arguing three teams for one spot. Really? Wow. Yeah. Um. Very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, it sounds like Mike Sly was in familiar territory. And uh, let me ask you this, AP. Did he talk about the SEC Network? Um, he, he did. Uh, he, he promoted it. They had a two-minute video that they put on the, on the screen, and he said, you know, there's going to be a 1,000 events and there's going to be a ton of football games and basketball games, men's and women's, all the other uh, Olympic sports, the baseball and so they're very excited. It's August 14th of 2014 is the first day to launch the SEC Network. Perfect timing for football, right? It, it couldn't be better. August, everybody's you know cutting that grass and getting ready for football. Oh, absolutely. No question about it. Uh, well, that sounds like a wonderful evening, to say the least. 
Yeah, I, I was really thrilled to be there. There was just, just three media members, so we got a lot of time to spend with them after and visit, so I really enjoyed those moments. Yes, well, you cover Alabama, so I know you've, uh, you know, I, I'm assuming you know Mike pretty well over the years. Yeah, he was surprised when I opened the door and he saw me. It sure was. It's it's, it's a nice surprise. He 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 was uh, very gracious. Terrific. Well, that's that's good stuff. Uh, you know, and it sounds like he is uh, very comfortable here in Massachusetts, to put it mildly. Yeah, he's a Utica, New York native, and there was a little bit of like what an inch of snow on the ground that morning. So he said he he wasn't surprised being from Utica and. Of course, he's a, a Dartmouth College graduate. Uh, John, one thing he did for the students is he he reviewed his career and he tried to make the point how every step along the way prepared him to be the SEC commissioner. Uh, you know, so he had very uh, humble beginnings into the uh, collegiate athletics administration. He was studying, I mean, he was uh, practicing law in Washington. He kind of gave it up the security and and uh went back to Dartmouth as like a uh associate athletic director or something of that nature and his his wife just said, you know, if you have a dream, let's see if we can follow it. Really? Wow. That is great. Uh you know, uh well I had an interesting evening too as I spoke about it the uh this week as I spoke at the beginning of the show. I'm sure you were watching and are well aware. What did you think of uh, the WNBA draft, and in particular all the moves the Connecticut Sun did in uh, basically making over their entire roster? John, they, they concentrated on the big people, and they got some terrific players with the gal from Stanford and, and, and Maryland. And, you know, I heard whisperings the week before that Tina Charles wanted out of that situation. So I wasn't surprised that the trade was made, but um, you know I was happy to see the Sun come up with two good players in the first round. They 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 drafted wisely. I thought. I mean, I know you felt up. I think they drafted wisely. Oh, I agree. I think they did too. And uh, you know, Shanae from Stanford was an instant crowd favorite. She was like whooping it up with the crowd. You know. Uh, <laughs> You know, raising her arms, trying to get them, you know, involved with her. This is immediately after she was the first pick. It was really, you know, unique and different. Uh, and in addition, you know, uh, to, of course, her and, uh, you know, the player from uh, Maryland, they also got, you know, Kelsey Bone from back from New York, as well as, uh, you know, Chelsea Gray from Duke. So, I mean, I, I don't know their exact plans, but, you know, theoretically you have to think that maybe, uh, you know, we're looking at two or three new starters there. Yeah, I believe so. And, John, you know that Kelsey Bone, she's an interesting player. Originally she played for Dawn Staley of South Carolina, and she transferred out went to Texas A&M. So, um, you know, she's a big six foot five center. Uh, I'll be interested to see how she, uh, you know, fits in with the program. And and also, I guess they brought back Katie Douglas. Is that right? That is correct. Yes. Yes, they've been making other moves as well. It wasn't just draft night. Yeah, very aggressive. They, I mean, they're one of the teams that have a big crowd. So 
it's in their interest to to try to win this you know championship and go all, go all out. I mean, you know, you're like the Dallas Cowboys of uh, the NFL. I mean, they're, they're trying to spend all the money they can and see if they can get a championship for the Redskins. I mean, even if things don't work out, at least they're making that effort. They really are. You know, they just uh, you know will not. They don't sit tight with losing. I mean, two years ago, uh, despite making it to, I believe, the Eastern Conference Finals where they lost a very difficult, you know, deciding game at home. They got blown out. Um, You know, they let their coach, Mike Tebow, go. And uh, he's now, I believe, with Washington Mystics. And, you know, so this is not an organization who... uh, sits tight or accepts the status quo. They're going for it, and they're willing to make dramatic moves to make that happen. I mean, it was obviously never more evident than last Monday night. And WAP, I got to tell you, you know, it was just a a true moment when, uh, you know, the announcement came about Tina Charles leaving the team. I mean, she was the league MVP a mere two years ago. So it, it was like just shock inside that arena, as you can well imagine, because although word was circulating around the media, it wasn't like the crowd, which was a big one, by and large, knew what was happening until it was literally announced right off the top as the ESPN show went live at 8 p.m. on on Monday night. Yeah, and it's interesting to have the fans' reaction right there at that moment. It was was good for TV, I'm I'm sure, and and, and I'm sure you... uh, you were fascinated by the reaction yourself. It was great television. It truly was, by any standard. I mean, you knew it was coming. You didn't really know uh, how ma- how many in the crowd knew of it. Like you said, even you had heard some things. I had heard something when I arrived there that evening about Tina Charles. And uh, so, you know, to have it, like, unfold and, and watch the crowd, like, it was a... An audible gasp. There's no other way to say it. It was great. Yeah, and John, isn't that the greatest thing to have to announce it right off the bat? I mean, it's not something you heard two days before officially, and and it, people can be intrigued for the rest of the draft. They know what's going to happen. We have to watch now because what will the Suns do? What, what transactions will they make to, to shore up that deficiency that's just been created? So, yeah, it was fabulous. Exactly. It was wonderful. All right. Well, great stuff, AP. And uh, why don't we take our break now when we have a lot of other stuff to cover on the other side. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. 
Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice American listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show... The call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And on the line with us still is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And A.P., uh, we've covered a lot of uh, WNBA and Mike Sly from the SEC speaking at UMass Amherst, which you attended. but I've also spent some time this week, especially the last couple of nights, watching the beginning of the NHL playoffs, and they have just been spectacular already. Uh, can't believe the Bruins haven't even played yet, the overall favorite, I might add. Uh, and yet, I'm completely, uh, I feel like I've jumped in with both feet with all the overtime games. Uh, Montreal Lightning, the other night, went into overtime. It was great, and there's just nothing like Stanley Cup overtime games. And then last night, the Blues and the Blackhawks went into overtime. And then what was the game of the night, the game of the playoffs so far, was uh, the Avalanche and, and uh, the Wild. John, do you, when you're watching these, these hockey playoffs, do you have a strong feeling that one team will win this um, Stanley Cup Good question. I could probably better answer that about 11 o'clock tonight after I've seen the Bruins play. <laughs> um, you know, they are the overall favorite. They won the President's Cup. They have home ice throughout. And we shall see, you know, uh, how they look tonight. I mean, I can't imagine a worse first-round matchup, a more difficult one for the best team in the league have to go up against the Detroit Red Wings of all teams. I mean, to me, it would just be like, you know, in, in the NFL, you, you know, where you're the best team uh, and you have to play the Patriots and you're in like an opening round wild card game. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, and I'm talking about the Patriots in an off year for them, if you know what I mean. Right. And yet, you know, the Red Wings, like the Patriots, like the St. Louis Cardinals, you know, just great organization. They field competitive teams every year. You know, they don't call it hockey town for nothing. Right. And, you know, I, I just think that the Bruins have to be, you know, dying inside to have to play, play them. I, I don't think there's any way you play the Red Wings in a series without feeling it. You might beat them. But you're going to know you're in a series big time. So I, I just think it's the worst draw they could have possibly had. And, of course, this all has to do with realignment. Mm-hmm. You know, the Red Wings are in the division against the Bruins now for the first time in decades. Mm-hmm. So it's just really, uh, 
in my mind, an unfortunate set of circumstances. You know, the Red Wings are capable of beating anybody anytime. We all know that. Mm -hmm. And again, I, I just think for the Bruins, it's just the worst possible team they could have ever had to start with. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, you feel they might have to expend quite a bit of energy, might hamstring them down the road. Absolutely. No question about it. Uh, but, you know, they just have these, uh, Just it's amazing how they, you know, just jump right into it. I mean, just instantly have overtime Stanley Cup games. The very first game of the entire postseason was Montreal playing down in Tampa Bay. And, uh, you know, the crowds are great no matter where you are. I mean, you know, you can say what you want about Sunbelt cities in the NHL, but, you know, <laughs> when it comes to playoff time, like in a place like Tampa, they show up and they make noise and it's, you know, a high energy atmosphere. And so the very first game was a great one, went into overtime and it was just, you know, again, riveting stuff to put it mildly. So I, I, I just think it's going to be two months of a lot of fun watching this, to say the least. Yeah, the, these first couple of games are an indication. All these overtimes should be very exciting. Uh, uh, John, you, you can you're, you can give testimony on this matter, but I believe hockey is one of those games where you see it in person. It's much more enjoyable, more than any other sport. Oh, no doubt about it. Yeah, hockey is the best sport in person. I don't think there's uh, you know any doubt about it whatsoever. And, uh, yeah, yeah, and, you know, I think, I think the big breakthrough really is, you know, aside from the NHL getting their act together and things like that in, more in recent years with lockouts and all that, but it's HDTV. It's, <laughs> uh, you know, it's just HDTV. It's so much easier to follow now. Uh, you know, they've got some superstars. The matchups are great. With you know, we also have like Columbus, Columbus and Pittsburgh. You know, the Columbus Blue Jackets. I think it's it's first time I ever remember watching a Columbus Columbus Blue Jackets game when I watched them against the Penguins, and they had a quick start. So you know, there's just like universal appeal, and you know, it it reminds me a little bit of the NFL, and by that I mean you know. I'll watch neutral games, as you can clearly tell. I've been watching a lot of hockey the last 48 hours. <laughs> yeah. Certainly the best thing on TV. It's better than a reality show. Yeah. And the fact is, it's a great reality show, like the NFL. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, it, it's riveting enough to, again, watch neutral games. And I, I think if you would ask any sport executive in any sport, or, you know, more specifically, what is the secret to the NFL's success? It's exactly that. You care about the league. You, everybody has their teams, and, they, and everybody makes it a point to watch them. In this case, the Patriots up here in New England. But, you know, I'm just as likely to watch a, a Cleveland Browns versus Jacksonville Jaguars game, you know, just because it's, it's on. And I think... That, you know, for hockey fans and the Stanley Cup playoffs, if you have even a mild interest in hockey, you this time of year you'll tune into a neutral game. And that, to me, that could be gold for the NHL moving forward because clearly it's star. The reputation of, quote, 
the Stanley Cup playoffs being the best thing in sports is clearly, you know, growing and, and taking hold uh, nationwide among sports fans. Yeah, John, I, I was noticing that in the playoffs, yeah, all these teams from California, there's got to be some great rivalries if those teams move forward. And, and you know, Anaheim and Los Angeles, Los Angeles playing in San Jose right now. and That'd be terrific for the state of California to have that hockey rivalry in the NHL playoffs. Yes, well, you know, and even with all this being said, you know, the Stanley Cup champs from a mere two years ago, you know, the Los Angeles Kings and their great goalie from UMass Amherst, I might add, Jonathan Quick, they got absolutely smoked last night. They were losing 4 nothing in the first period. And, you know, Jonathan Quick was the Olympic goalie, so he's, you can make a case he's the best goalie in hockey. <laughs> yeah. And it was the worst first period of his career. I don't think he's ever given up four goals in a game, certainly not a Stanley Cup game. And uh, right. so, you, you know, and San Jose is one of those teams. They've been knocking at the door, constantly disappointed. They have the, the potential, you know, the superstar in Joe Thornton, who just has not gone to the next level, i.e., you know, he's not made it to the Stanley Cup finals with the Sharks and so, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's a lot to like. I mean, it's really the, the L.A. Bay Area rivalry and all that. So, I mean, even that, which was the worst game, was, you know, uh, intriguing, shall we say. Yeah, yeah, they doubled them 6-3. to three. Sure did. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, so it is, uh, you know, hard to believe. It's, it's uh, the best. Really, the best time of year. I used to be more of an October guy. Football, football underway, baseball playoffs, and basketball and hockey both, you know, getting underway with their regular seasons. Right. But I, I, I really last year or two, I've started to, you know, change my thinking and, and have come to the realization I think the April, May, June time frame might be the best, especially now, like. In the next week or two, you know, with the opening rounds, all these games, there's there's nonstop games with the NBA playoffs now starting tomorrow. Hockey, you know, I mean, there's eight series going on in hockey. There'll be a like amount going on in the NBA. So it's just like there's between the two sports, there'll be four or five games to choose from pretty much uh, every single night for the next week or so. It doesn't get any better than that. No, no, you better get your uh, double uh, double or triple-A batteries prepared to switch in channels. Exactly, exactly. Um, and, yeah, the, I, you can even watch it on your phone nowadays, which I checked out the other night. Even though I was in front of a TV, I got it up and running on my iPhone. So if I'm not in front of a TV, I know that I can watch it wherever I'm at. So <laughs> yeah. it's exciting. Uh, well, why don't we take our break and uh, – do, I mentioned the NBA playoffs. They are starting, so why don't we take a few minutes after the break to talk a little NBA as well. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 
Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Hi, I'm Joe Swedish, CEO of WellPoint. We proudly support the March of Dimes and all they do to reduce the rate of premature birth in the United States. Though premature births have recently declined, still half a million babies are born too soon each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs that help moms and their babies live healthier lives. Please visit MarchofDimes.com and join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. Back on the line with us still is A.T. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And before we get started, my pick of the weekend for appointment viewing is, following up our previous segment, any and all of the NBA and NHL playoff games that are just going to be raging pretty much all weekend long. And, A.P., we talked a little bit about hockey. Uh, Why don't we talk a little NBA playoffs? Again, some great matchups, you know, as the NBA gets underway and... uh, you know, the Miami Heat, I mean, the, the, you know, will the, they're not playing well, but clearly they're still the favorite, as they deserve to be. And uh, and the Indiana Pacers, who have basically uh, disintegrated over the past couple of weeks, they ended up, they did get home, home court advantage, which they did everything possible to give away, but couldn't in the end. <laughs> yeah. 
and then the Heat kind of gave it to them. Rather, that they didn't play their starters at the end, and it seemed like they were rather than going for home court, they they figured the second seed would be better, where they would get you know perhaps in their eyes a lesser opponent, an easier to beat opponent. So the drama's already underway, and they. We haven't even had the ball tipped off yet for a playoff game, so it's going to be fun. Yeah, it should be interesting, John. I'm, I'm looking at the Pacers with that home court advantage. Maybe they can, you know, compartmentalize the, the regular season and just set that aside and say we have such an incentive to win out because we have home court advantage, and, and we're just going to get through Atlanta, who, who gave them trouble during the season, and and you know get get to the Miami Heat down the road. You know, they're in perfect position, so, you know, maybe this is their year, even though there's been trouble, uh, especially at the end. Yeah, well, they haven't been the same team since Danny Granger got traded. It's just that simple. You know, they they were a team that was, you know, really heavy on chemistry and seemed to be really, you know, start off the year saying, you know, just lights out had an unbelievable record of, you know, to start out the year and basically, you know, telling anybody who would listen, they wanted home home court advantage. And so that the seventh game against the Heat, ostensibly in the Eastern Conference Finals, would be in their home court. And they, they ultimately they ended up getting it. But again, they're, they've been nothing short of a disaster for the past month, to put it mildly. Yeah, that would be the surprise if they actually won out in the playoffs on the eastern side since they played so poorly you know, the last month or so. But I don't know, stranger things have happened, John. Uh, you know, it's like when you watch an NFL preseason game and, you know, you're not winning any games, the, playing, the team is playing terrible, and they go out and have a good season, and then you have, the, the, the conversely, a team that's winning all their exhibition games, and then they can't win a regular season game. So, I don't know, maybe that's, maybe that'll happen. Yes, it should be interesting. Um, and the Heat, you know, the Heat have not been playing well. Uh, certainly not like they would like to be playing going into the playoffs. So, uh, you know, but they're still the Heat, and they still have LeBron, so they have to be the favorite uh, as defending champions. Uh, but, you know, that's, uh, you know, there's issues. I mean, Dwayne Wade, it, it, it he missed a, a lot of games, and, you know, you just have to wonder if he's, you know, is he going to be able to play every game of the playoffs? And for him, for them to win the championship, he needs to. Yeah, they need his offensive firepower and just his threat on the court. And every year, it seems, his health is, is deteriorating. And so that that's a big question, Mark, to, that has to be um, answered in the playoffs. I don't, you don't know what's going to happen, but... They, they, you know, get through this first series with um, Charlotte, who they've they've beaten in all four meetings this season. So, you know, try to nurse him back to health the best they can. Correct. Well, the one matchup that is of great interest to me and a lot of people up here in New England is, uh, since there are no Celtics in the playoffs, which, you know, is weird. Um, but my, the series I'm most interested in is the... Clippers, Golden State Warriors, Doc Rivers, of course, is the coach. Blake Griffin has turned into quite a ball player, but he also has, you know, the most T, 16 technicals this year. And, uh, you know, so people are picking on him. 
And, you know, I love watching Golden State. How can you not love watching that team with Steph Curry and hoisting up three-pointers? And, you know, last year they, they, they seemed like the, the team on the rise, and they still are. But obviously the Clippers are as well. So I, And they don't like each other <laughs> at all. So I did, we're, here we are. We're back to that L.A., San Francisco thing again. Yeah, yeah. Not unlike Boston, New York. And, uh, you know, you throw Drock Rivers into that mix. And, you know, a fiery coach like uh, Mark Jackson. I think that's just going to be potentially spectacular, that series. John, I think I read somewhere they don't even allow to have the joint chapel sessions for the two teams. You're kidding. <laughs> yeah, I think I read that. So that's carrying it um, pretty deep into the, you know, into somebody's psyche. I did not know that. That's incredible. <laughs> um, no, I, I think it's really, really going to be, you know, good stuff to, to say the least. Uh, you know, I think another one that really bears watching is uh, the Memphis Grizzlies at Oklahoma City. I mean, I, I said, you know, the way the Red Wings are the last team in the world that the Bruins wanted to face, if I had to pick the team in the NBA that nobody wants to face, I think it's the Memphis Grizzlies. They've won a couple series in recent years. They're rugged. You know, obviously led by Zach Randolph, you know, they're going to wear you out. They're going to be competitive. They're going to win a couple games, no matter who they're playing, even the Heat. And, you know, they're, they're just, uh, again, the team nobody wants to play, and I'm sure Oklahoma, a stellar regular season, just like the Bruins, are feeling just like the Bruins, saying, like, how did we end up playing these guys? Again. Like from last year. Knocked them out. Oh, exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's uh, you know, and the playoffs are great. It does seem strange though without the Celtics in it, to put it mildly. Yeah, John. I don't know. Well, I mean, they're going to have to just get more talent on the team before they can be a uh, you know invited to that NBA uh, playoffs. They just need more talent. Yeah, you know, and another uh, interesting matchup to me is, uh, you know, Houston Rockets, another interesting team. They're playing the Trailblazers. I, I just think, you know, with Dwight Howard and James Harden, you have to wonder, you know, they could be a sleeper team, I think, in these playoffs. I really do. Yeah, Dwight Howard, he's got a lot to prove to people. So <clears throat> I'm sure he's going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder and, and Harden, he's He's experienced, good veteran player, can score. So that, that's quite a combo somebody has to contend with in the playoffs. Yeah, and lastly, the other one that intrigues me is, uh, you know, Dallas at San Antonio. I mean, Dallas has Dirk Nowitzki. I don't think they've beaten San Antonio in San Antonio in something like three years. But Dallas, I'll say it again, Dallas has Dirk Nowitzki. You cannot sell that team short when they have an absolute, utter superstar like him. He is, as you showed when they won the championship, he can take over any series. So they have a lot to play for. You know, the, the Spurs have just owned them. But the Spurs were the best team in, in the league this year, record-wise. And, uh, you know, they got that Texas rivalry thing going on. So 
But I think that's going to be a fun one. And Sandy, obviously, San Antonio has a lot to prove, despite the great regular season and their four championships. The way they lost last year was so distasteful. I mean, it, that's that, that'll stick with them for a lifetime, and it's certainly going to stick with them for this postseason. Yeah, I think it's the closest uh, playoff battle, Dallas and San Antonio, the shortest distance. And uh, like I say, San Antonio, um, you know, the number one record. So, but but it's always good to see uh, what you know, you know Dirk's going to do in the playoffs. It's, it's always interesting to watch him, see how he's going to play. Absolutely, he is. He's a force. <clears throat> to put it mildly, and again, he, he can, you know, he can drop 40 on anybody anytime, and he can do it over a series of games as well. So he can, like I just said, can take over and in effect win a series practically single-handedly. So, uh, so yeah, well, AP, going to be fun. Going to be a fun couple of weeks as, again, you know, the openings of these two Sports' is postseason is just nonstop games, and this is the peak weekend for that. They'll just be, you know, nonstop games pretty much from noon to midnight and beyond uh, this weekend and, and into the next week. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, it should, should be a great weekend of sports. And, hey, John, here's a little uh, funny thing that happened in Tuscaloosa. They had a, a visitor uh, this week. Peyton Manning came down to Tuscaloosa to visit Alabama's football team. Wow, that's quite a visitor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, well, AP, as always, that's a good note to end on. Thank you for all your perspective and, and great stories, as always. So, uh, appreciate it. Appreciate you calling in. Thank you very much, John. It's always my pleasure. Uh, look forward to next week. All right, AP, and uh, as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.